Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 197 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is a podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about a simple plan for prayer. Let's dive in. Over the last several weeks, we've been talking about prayer. And last week, I mentioned how important it is that when you come to prayer to have a plan. Now, just from the very beginning here, I don't want you to think that it's all about having a plan and checking something off your list. Prayer should be an opportunity that we have to come before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to have communion and intimacy and conversation with him. So while I would encourage you to have some sort of a structure, let me just say from the very beginning that it's not about the structure. It's about the intimacy It's about that communion with Jesus Christ. But one of the things I found over the years as I've been talking to a whole variety of people around the world is that when they come into a place of prayer, a lot of times they just have no idea what to do. They just kind of come to a place and say, all right, Lord, here I am. Uh, Now what? (laughs) And I know that if you don't have some sort of a thought of how you're going to pray or what you're going to pray, well, then it's actually rather difficult to pray for any extended period of time. So today I want to talk about a couple different models or plans of prayer that you can implement in your own life. Again, the focus is not so much on the plan itself. Rather, it's more about having a sketch or an idea of what you're going to do in that time. Over this last year, I've been praying with a group of our alumni students from Ellerslie every Saturday morning. And as we gather together, we pray for about an hour. But what's interesting is what we noticed at the very beginning is if we didn't come with some sort of a sketch or kind of a model or a plan for that day, well, <laughs> it's really hard to you know kind of gather a group of people to say, okay, let's, let's pray. What are we going to pray about? I don't know. <laughs> but the moment we began to have just a simple outline for prayer, it gave some structure and actually makes that time fruitful. I found that in my own prayer life. If I just come into a time of prayer, not knowing what I'm going to be praying about, yes, I I want to experience the burden of the Lord. And sometimes it's important just to sit still in the presence of God. But if I'm 
consistently coming to God in prayer, it's really helpful, I found, to have some sort of a plan. So let me give you a couple ideas of how you could come to prayer with a very simple plan or an outline of what you can do. Some time ago, I came across a book by Dick Eastman called The Hour That Changes the World. And it's actually a really great book, and I would encourage you to read it. It gives a simple sketch of how you can take an hour of your day and break it into 12 pieces or five minutes each and begin to walk through an outline of prayer. Now, he even says this in the book that it's not about the outline, but he's trying to help people gain a vision for how we can actually spend more than just you know 10 minutes in the morning in prayer. And so he takes an hour and he breaks it into 12 different concepts or themes that you would pray for about five minutes. Now, anybody can pray for five minutes on a particular theme. But again, it's just a helpful tool to, that gives a sketch of how to pray. So if you want to see a graphic of this, I have it in the show notes for this episode. Again, you can just go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 197 for episode 197. But let me just kind of give a verbal kind of overview of the chart itself. So again, there's 12 pieces to this hour, each about five minutes. And he recommends starting with praise. So come into the very presence of God with thanksgiving and worship and adoration. In other words, I'm setting my heart upon the Lord. So that's the first five minutes. Then number two, you spend time silently waiting. You just wait before the Lord in the stillness, knowing that he is God. Number three is confession. That if there's anything in our lives that is blockading or standing in the way between us and the Lord, we need to make that right. So if, if, if there's sin, if there's attitudes, if there's habits, if there's, if there's anything that hasn't been dealt with, I need to bring that before the Lord in repentance with humility. As I mentioned a couple episodes ago, one of the things that hinders prayer is, is unconfessed sin. It's not walking in obedience to the word of the Lord. So spend some time in confession. Allow the spirit of God to search your heart, to try your life and see if there's any wicked way within you. Number four is praying scripture. One of the ways that I love to do this is I just echo back the things of the word to God. And I love declaring God's attributes. I love declaring God his own names. I love to declare that which he has accomplished. So whether you actually take a passage of scripture and pray it, uh, for example, one of the passages passages in scripture I pray all the time is from Ephesians chapter one, which says, May God grant you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. I don't know about you, but I need that in my life. And I often find myself all throughout the week praying that particular prayer. Oh God, could you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of who you are? Would you deepen my understanding of you? So you can take scripture and pray it, or you can also just take the reality or the truth of scripture and say, God, you are Jehovah Jireh. You are the one who provides. God, you have accomplished all things at the cross, that you have purchased our lives through your blood. And you just begin to take scripture and make declaration of truth. It's actually a really rich way to edify your life and to set your mind on things above. Number five is what he calls watching. It's, it's interesting in scripture, Jesus looks at his disciples and says, hey, watch with me and pray. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, he talks about this idea of being watchful in our praying. Now, in the book, Dick Eastman talks about how there's kind of two ideas with this. 
One is the fact that we need to be vigilant and on guard, which is actually what that word watch means. Gregorio is this idea of to be vigilant, to be always on guard, to be watchful and ready. But there's also this idea that he kind of brings up that one of the things maybe I should do is be watching what God is doing around the world so that he can burden my heart for the things of the world. So if I hear a news report or I, or I hear something that's going on, then I can use that as I'm being watchful of in the world of what God is doing and how Satan is trying to undermine that, that in my watchfulness, I can take that to the Lord in prayer. So number five is watching. Number six is intercession, where I'm actually making intercession. And typically the idea of intercession is for other people. Number seven is petition, where I'm making personal needs known before the Lord. Number eight is spending some time in thanksgiving. God tells us several times in scripture that thanksgiving should be a part of our praying. So as a part of my prayer, then I should give God thanks for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he's going to continue to do in these days to come. So it's a declaration of the blessings. It's a declaration of him. Number nine in this flow of five minutes is singing, that we should worship him in song. Number 10 is meditation. In other words, pondering spiritual truth, setting our minds upon him, putting our mind upon the word and meditating upon that richness. Number 11 is listening. And now that I've, I've been pondering the word of God, is there anything that God is specifically pressing my heart to do or to say? So it's this place of listening. And then I conclude that hour with another time of praise. So it's interesting that I'm beginning and I'm ending the hour in just praise and worship and adoration. But Dick Eastman says, well, if you would just come and you would just spend about five minutes in each of these arenas, then it actually, it's amazing how quick that hour can be filled up with prayer. Now, obviously, if God is leading you, you should skip some or you should take longer time in certain areas. That's, that's good. That's actually what it's there for. But again, this is just a basic outline that you can follow that gives you something purposeful to be praying about. Another plan or another idea you may want to consider comes from my dear friend, Sandy McConaughey. Some time ago, I was talking to Sandy about her prayer life and, you know, she's been a Christian for decades and, and she just has this rich intimacy with Jesus. And she was talking about prayer. And I said, Sandy, how do you, how do you come to God in prayer? So in the morning, as because she, she talks about the fact that in the morning, she does the same thing every morning. She just wants to set herself before the Lord. And I says, well, what does that look like so it doesn't become monotonous or just merely routine and you're just checking something off of a list? And so she gave me kind of her flow that she does every morning. And so I just wanted to give that to you just as another idea or a plan or a sketch or an outline that you could potentially implement in your own prayer life. So this is what Sandy does. She says, first, she comes before the Lord and cleans out the heart. In other words, she wants to approach the Lord with clean hands and a pure heart. So she allows the Spirit of God, again, in this time of just kind of waiting before the Lord in stillness and quietness to search her heart and see, okay, is there any attitudes? Is there any sin? Is there any issues that she needs to make right before she actually enters into what we would typically call formal praying? Second, she comes unto the presence of God with thanksgiving. And so she says she'll worship or she'll praise or she'll sing a hymn and, and she'll just meditate upon the richness of who God is, whether that's through music or whether that's just through declaration of his attributes, but she is coming with thanksgiving and worshiping the Lord most high. And then she moves into a time of lifting up other people. And then after she prays for other people, 
She prays for revival. And then she just spends a time quiet before the Lord, listening to God's heart. And then she'll pray for herself. And one of the things that she does, which I, I think is so important, is that she freshly surrenders herself to the Lord for that particular day. So it's not just a praying for yourself. Hey, God, here's my checklist for the day. It's, Lord, here's some great needs that I have. But Lord, I just want to offer myself as a living sacrifice afresh this day. And so she surrenders herself anew unto the Lord. And then she will conclude that time with more praise and worship. I've really come to love that outline. And I tend to do that outline probably more than anything else. I just love the flow of entering before the Lord, letting him clean my hands and my heart, and then coming with praise and worship. Now, something that I have found really helpful is to have specific requests for specific days. In other words, I don't know about you, but if I was to make a full list of prayer requests that I'm praying for, it is a long list. And so what I've decided to do is that on each day of the week, I am praying for something specifically. So for example, I often go through Sandy's list in terms of an order, but as I'm lifting up other people in that kind of that time frame, that category, if you will, I am praying for specific things. For, for example, on Monday, I often pray for missionaries and different ministries. On Tuesdays, I pray for people that I know in my life that need Jesus. They need salvation. So I'm praying that God would move upon their lives. On Wednesday, I often pray for world issues, for the government, for, for the leadership. So, you know, we're praying for the Senate. I'm praying for the, the president. I'm praying for all that kind of stuff in the government, both nationally and locally. On Thursdays, I, I, I focus on specific friends uh, and, and young men that I'm mentoring. And on Friday, I'm praying for my family. Saturdays, I'm praying for different marriages, uh, people that I know who are married. I'm praying for different people that I'm mentoring. I'm praying for our Ellerslie alumni. And then on Sunday, I'm praying for the local church, the persecuted church, uh, and those kind of things. Now, if you ask me, Nathan, is it only you know, limited to those things. Well, no, I, I'll, I'll pray whatever God puts upon my heart. And there are certain people that I'll pray for every single day because they're just a burden. But for me, I found that, you know, there are, there are so many things that I could be praying for that this just gives me a simple reminder or an outline to say, okay, today I, I want to focus specifically on some missionaries. So I have a list of missionaries and ministries that I'm diligently praying for. Now I may pray for that on multiple days, but I want to make sure that I'm praying for them. So I have set that aside on Mondays. Now, again, this is not about a rule. This is just a model that I often use as a way to help me to remember to keep these things in front of me and before the Lord. Now, again, you don't need a plan. You could just come before the Lord and just pray whatever's on your heart. But I found that I'm far more consistent and, it, and my prayer time seems, seems to be much more profitable and much more fun when I actually have a plan. In other words, just like in most things in my life, if I don't know kind of the overarching structure, it's really hard for me to, to get traction. If I go to the gym and I don't know before I get there what on earth I'm supposed to be doing, then I just kind of bob around and it's actually not that effective of a workout. If I'm going to go spend time in the word and in Bible study, but yet I have no idea what I'm studying, well, then I just kind of poke at a few things and it's just kind of be, become something I check off of a list. And I found for me, the same thing happens in prayer. So I would encourage you, even just for an experiment, 
why don't you consider taking maybe one or maybe just different a collaboration of thoughts from some of the things I, I mentioned and create your own plan for prayer. Make a list of key prayer requests. Make a list of names of people you're praying for. Make a list of people you are praying for, for their salvation, that they would awaken to the reality of the gospel. And then purposely set time aside and bring those before the Lord. Now, remember, prayer is more than just giving God your list. Prayer should be full of thanksgiving. It should be a time of waiting before the Lord, being still and listening to him, that we should attune our ears to God's heart. And it should be a time where we offer him praise and worship and adoration for he is worthy. Well, I hope that was just an encouragement to you that as we continue talking about this idea of prayer, that it gives you a practical way that you can step forward and actually be intentional in your times of prayer. Well, if you'd like to see the show notes for this episode, which will include an outline of both of all those plans and everything I kind of mentioned, it'll kind of be simplified on one page. If you'd like to see that, please go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 197 for episode 197. And also just to let you know that this month I'm giving away a free book on prayer. Every month I have a book giveaway. And this month I'm excited since I've been talking about prayer to give away Leonard Ravenhill's amazing book called Revival Praying. If you haven't entered that giveaway yet, I would highly encourage you to do so. You can see a link of that in the show notes, or if you just go to deeperchristian.com, there's a big banner at the very top where you can click that and then sign up and enter to win one of these free books that I'm giving away this month. Regardless, I hope that this has encouraged you to be more intentional and purposeful in your own praying. Well, until next time, know I am cheering you on and praying for you as you build your life around Jesus Christ.